and welcome to NCBI Labs. So you're very welcome to our 60th live event. It's the final show of the year, which is hard to believe, and uh, we've got plenty lined up for you. Hopefully you're wrapped up inside somewhere. You're very safe from the from the storm. It seems to be quite uh, quite quiet, unrealistically quiet. Uh, sli slightly surreally quiet where we are at the moment. So I think we're in store for it a little bit later. Hopefully you're safe wherever you are uh, listening to our live event this afternoon. So we have plenty on the show for you to enjoy today, including some of the team's live events highlights from 2021. But before we get into that, who are representing NCBI on the show today? Well, back with us this week after a brief but memorable absence, we have JP Corcoran. Welcome back, JP. Oh, thanks very much, Judas. Great to be back with you today. Yes, it was I'm a busy, sure you busy, busy <laughs> I, I did miss. It was a busy, busy couple of weeks, Jude. Two two weeks yes. ago, I was I was in Hollow Street. Now seeing, you know, deliver a little, little baby, and now I'm back in the live event. So it's great, great to be back here. Oh, and very not, good. Not a sleep, not a sleep deprived as I thought, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as you thought, but you didn't say not sleep deprived. So we'll expect, <laughs> we'll probably expect to see yeah. how that plays out through the live event. Well, good to have you back anyway, JP. Thank you. Thank you. Also on the panel this week, someone whose value increases with every passing gust of wind, NCBI's very own weather volunteer is having a field day today. It's Daniel Dunn. Has the storm hit there yet, Daniel? Well, she's um she's blowing quite quite uh, harsh here in in the South Midlands, uh, Jude. So I'm presuming you're over on the west coast. You're in the eye of the storm, I believe. That's it. Yeah, it's it's actually really calm outside, really quiet. So it's yeah, yeah it feels like the eye of the storm. Yeah. What was That's... that feeling with George Clooney where they're on the boat off um, North America, and oh. they come in and this all is calm for a second. Next thing, the, the wind just turns the other way and like all hell breaks perfect loose. Perfect storm or something. Was that? Perfect, storm. perfect storm. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that feels like what what it's like over here, and it's a a good metaphor for the show in a way. It's like we're in the eye of the storm for the for the show here. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully it, it goes nice and smoothly through the, the rest of the show. But good to have you with us as well, Daniel. And finally, from the NCBI team this week, regular guest Joel Onergan is back with us again so uh, how could we do a, a highlights of 2021 segment without bringing back our most regular guest good to have you with us joe thanks you good afternoon good to have you with us and we'll chat to you uh, as we go through the, the show as well now as we said we're going to be talking about some of the highlights of the live events this year and we'll be talking about that in the last part of the show but what else do we have for you today well one of the phones that's really made a, a big impression in recent times is the blind shell phone the blind shell classic and today we're going to be talking about the successor to that phone, the Blind Shell Classic 2. So what's different with the Blind Shell Classic 2? Well, stay with us and we'll be talking about that shortly. We'll also be looking at another in the range of smartphone scanner apps. We previously talked about seeing AI and Google Lookout. Well, today we're going to be talking about SuperSense AI. Does that offer anything different? Well, that'll be coming up a little bit later on as well. And we're going to have a regular tech help coming up later on too. So plenty to look forward to on the show today. Just a reminder of how you can get in touch if you have any questions or comments throughout the show. Two main options, you can contact us by using the question panel on Teams or email us at labs at ncbi.ie. And actually you might want to take particular note of how to contact us because we have a competition today 
obviously, we appreciate everybody who listens into the show, however you manage to do that. But today we want to show our appreciation particularly to those who have regularly listened in live to the show. So we want to give you an exclusive chance to win a prize today. If you want to be in with a chance to win the Amazon Echo Dot, all you have to do is send us your name in the question and answer panel on Microsoft Teams or email us at labs at ncbi.ie before the end of today's show and we'll announce the winner later on. So that's uh, exclusively open to our uh, live event, uh, live listeners, if you like. Very good. So that's what we've got going on for, for today. And uh, we're, we'll move straight into it and uh, we'll talk about our first subject. We're going to talk about the Blind Shell Classic 2. And as we said, we're going to be uh, talking uh, a bit about the, the features that are different to the in the Blind Shell Classic 2. To help us out with this, I'm delighted to introduce and and I apologize in advance if I get the, the names, if I if I butcher the pronunciation of the names. I feel like I should get let you get a preemptive strike in and allow you to to uh, to butcher my name in advance, but uh, I'll try this out and hopefully this is OK. I think we have Philip Herdlichka with us. I'm not sure if we have Christina with us uh, at the moment, but hopefully we might end up getting her with us uh, a little bit later on. But if not, uh, I think we do have Philip with us. So Philip, you're on mute at the moment. If you want to unmute, uh, you can use the star six on your phone if you're joining us by phone, I think. So I think there's a. I think we're not getting you unmuted at the moment, Philip. So star six on your phone should unmute if you're able to to do that. Yeah, and drop an email there just uh, just in case the line is dropped out. So uh, yeah, perfect. And we have Christina back. We have Christina back as well. Yeah, uh, just to let uh, Christina know that uh, I'll. Um, she can use the star six combination on her phone pad to unmute. Hopefully Very that good. Allows unmute there. So hopefully we've got Philip and Christina with us. Uh, and if if you didn't get that there, just star six will unmute uh, on your keypad on your phone. Very ah. good. I think that's do I have. Yeah. Very good. Was that Christina, was it? I think we're having problems with the, the line connection here because I think we've dropped uh, one of our, our guests at the moment. So what we might do is we'll, we'll just switch things. We'll put that down the storm, Jude, will we? I tell you what, yeah, the storm is playing havoc already and it, it, it feels extra surreal when you are sitting here looking out the window and it's, it's not doing anything out in Mayo yet. <laughs> But uh, we're in for it later on, I think. Um, what we might do is just switch around the uh, subjects in the, in the show a little bit then, and hopefully we'll come back to uh, Philip and Christina uh, if we can get them back on the line in a moment. Maybe we can just start with SuperSense AI. Um, and Daniel is going to take us through some of the, the information on SuperSense AI. Now, as, as we said earlier, there's sort of some similarities with some of the other apps that are available on smartphones. Daniel, tell us a little bit about the, the similarities with SuperSense AI. OK, so um, existing users um, of, let's say, seeing AI that are on the iPhone, iPad platform, and 
You also have Google Lookout that's on obviously the Android platform and to a certain extent as well you have um, Envision AI. So these uh, these apps are, are around a while and um, another one uh, on, on the scene uh, that's gaining uh, popularity is an app called SuperSense AI. Now it's supposed to be fair all these apps do quite similar work but um, one thing I liked about um, SuperSense AI uh, was that you can, you know, you go in and it's it's set to read auto automatically. So start uh, reading text. Yeah. Um, I suppose I just go to, through all, all the all the features. Um, like it'll text whether you're it detects whether you're trying to read a piece of text, um, a document, a currency, or a barcode. Now that will be the currency and the barcode will come in with. There's a premium version of it. Um, it also has um, multiple page scan and again another premium uh, premium feature. But I suppose for the you know somebody wanted to try it out and they can try it out free and they have unlimited access um, to you know to the free to the free uh, functionalities. Um, you know so yeah um, you don't have to subscribe to it, but if you just want these more features, you would. And I'll just mention now I suppose in case I forget. That when you visit SuperSense uh, dot app, right? This is the website. So I like the new extension here dot app. Um, yeah. It they're having a sale until the end of the year, so uh, they give you forty percent off an annual oh, subscription good. and fifty yeah. percent off the lifetime subscription. So and I think the um, I think it's ninety nine euro uh, or ninety nine dollars or something like that for the lifetime subscription. So it's it's um, all that information is available there on the website. Now, um, yeah. So as yeah. I said, uh, it'll detect what you, what you're trying to do. Uh, there's also on on the app the layout is very very simple, right? So uh, when you go in on the when you go in on the uh, app, um, there's read, explore, and find. Now the find is a novel thing. Uh, yeah. This is particularly the feature I think is, is class. Um, so is this is this kind of where it. it it's a bit separate from some of the other apps that are out there. This is the more yes. kind of distinctive feature, if you like. Absolutely. So this is quite, quite I suppose, sets this app uh, apart from uh, CNAI and Google Lookout. So when you go into the find section, right? So you have three sections, read, explore and find. When you go into find, um, you, you can look for a person, a seat, a door, stairs, trash can, vehicle, bathroom, kitchen, cups and bottles. Will it stay going? Utensils. <laughs> bags and look there's tons of stuff uh, even animals yeah. um you know so if you're looking where the dog is um so it looks basically uh depending on what you uh, say you're looking for it'll try and you know use the viewfinder of the camera that's on your on your smartphone or your smart tablet to locate those objects for you and depending on what way you're facing then if it comes into view it'll, it'll alert you that that uh, the object you're looking for is within view. Uh, there's also a search function that you can manually type in what it is you're looking for um, uh, at the you know at the bottom at the bottom of the screen there. So when you when you scroll down or navigate down, you can get there. Uh, you know, traffic lights around there, which I think is a very very good uh, thing to have. You know, so we're bringing in a little bit of the mobility as well. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're out and about, uh, buildings and trees. Um, you know, they're in there too as well. So it, it's not just for indoor use in, in that fine section. Um, the, the explore section then, that will just 
uh, if it can detect any kind of item in view, it'll you know briefly describe the surroundings to you. So, you know, you're sitting, in, you're at home on on the couch, and you know it'll announce the coffee table maybe is in front of you. The TV is there on the wall or in the corner unit with pictures on the wall. So it'll describe um, it'll describe your surroundings um, reasonably well. Um, so th these are the the functionalities of of, yeah. the, of this particular app. And how have you found it just in the kind of the, the bit of a trial that, that you've done with it? Is it relatively accurate? Relatively. So for example, now if you're looking will, for a door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Show you a door. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is reasonably accurate. Like it's not. The technology is never going to be 100 percent at the moment. I suppose there's a lot more development in in the AI field to be done where where things are getting more and more precise. But you have to say it's on its way to that destination. You can only imagine as as the programmers behind the app get better and better that um, you know the detection of items is going to be better and better as well. So it's definitely you know uh, it's it's on the right tracking. You can see where this thing is going to get just get better and better over the years ahead. Daniel Joe, yeah, Daniel Joe here. Um, it's very important to talk about the potential of the app. I suppose yeah. um, it maybe when. Um, you're able to sync it with uh, some sort of Apple glasses or something that come out in the future. That might be a big um, breaker, you know. That might might break into people wearing wearables rather than pointing yes. their phone at things, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, there's as, a as there's a little bit of uh, interference in the the sound quality there. I think, but uh, but yeah, I think we got the the key sorry, point there, sorry, Joe. Me, me, um, it's probably. My Wi-Fi today mightn't be the best, but yeah, I was just saying, yeah, the potential of the product could be worth thinking about. I suppose there's a rumor yeah. about Apple glasses coming out and stuff like that. Mm. So if you could sync it with or with with Apple Glass and things like that, I'm, I'm sure these products are are open to ideas like that. And um, yeah, wearing yeah. wearing a product rather than pointing your phone at things could be way more convenient going down 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 the line. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So overall, you think this this uh, Super Sense AI it's worth a look? It's definitely worth a look. You know, um, I'll, I'll also say as well. There's another feature on it that I over, that I failed to mention. There was that you can import uh, PDF files in into the app, and you can explore the text uh, from the images. Um, you know, and and it'll try and read what's in the images or describe the images to you as well. So yes, it's, yeah. it's a very that's a very interesting function. You know, I suppose. Maybe if you had a bog standard PDF that you know wasn't made accessible, and you know there's lots of pictures in it, it'll try and decipher what those pictures are, are on it. So it's in effect, it's trying to create its own alt text for for yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. we'd know as alt text for the images. It's interesting. Is there anywhere it wins over its competitors, like seeing seeing AI or anything, or anything different? As in, any reason someone might get this or subscribe to this over another yeah, product? Yeah, I. Um, well, it'll it'll work on 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 uh, Apple or Google, so it's multi-platform in that in that in that sense. Um, secondly, I think it's the the fact that it'll automatically detect whether there's text or a barcode or a document or whatever on the on the other on the Google uh, Lookout and on the Scene AI. You kind of had to go in and uh, check those channels first. You know, you'd, you'd navigate and yeah. select whether you're, it was a document you're going to point it at. 
or whether it was just maybe a sign post or a poster on a wall, you know. Uh, the fact that this will pick it up, um, you know, saves you browsing through the channels. Now I know this seeing AI, you can you can uh, put Siri shortcuts, so you can just ask Siri to recognize a document or recognize the barcode. But with this, when you go in, whatever's in view of the camera, it's 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 working on it straight away. So there's no um, there's no setting up of it in a sense. Very good. Excellent. Well, it's a good overview anyway. It gives us a sense of what SuperSense AI does, and it certainly sounds like it's uh, well worth uh, a look for for people. So thanks for taking us through that overview, Daniel. Appreciate that, and uh, sorry for uh, moving that up. Maybe catching you by surprise a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> you're grand. You're grand. Hopefully, uh, um, I think it, people it, have I got suppose the... it's worth to mention as well. Anyone yeah. with the higher end uh, iPhones with the Super Lidar is 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 the sister app to SuperSense that's available as well. Um, yeah, so good. so it, it's um, it's worth maybe it's worth maybe looking in into into that if you have if you have the um, if you have the more up-to-date iPhone and I'll just run through the, the subscription plans for SuperSense uh, yeah, is, is per month it's five US dollars uh, per year it's 49 US dollars or lifetime it's 99 US dollars as I say under under web under website mom they're offering 50% off uh, all those packages so if somebody was maybe to try it and you know wanted to get a bit of a bargain you could try it and maybe decide by the end of the month whether they wanted to keep it. Brilliant. Very good. Well, thanks for taking us through that, Daniel. Appreciate that and uh, great timing for that as well when there's a bit of uh, a discount on it at the moment. So appreciate yes, you going through indeed. that. Indeed. So we're going to return now to our, our main subject and hopefully we're able to have uh, Philip and Christina with us. Uh, do we do we have you there, Philip? Not hearing anything Hello. through there. Hello. Can, can you hear Hello. us? You, we, are, we both are there. Can you can you Ah, very us? good. Good, we Great. can hear you now. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I'm so and relieved to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, finally, it was, it was quite tough for us. Uh, we were struggling getting in, so, but finally we are here. So thank you for the invitation. Uh, really glad you could join us. Really happy that you could join us. So maybe just to start us off, and uh, probably to get to the point fairly quickly, I suppose, uh, just in, ca in case there's any other issues with the with the line that we have, uh, maybe just start us off uh, to to set up to set up the Blind Shell Classic too. Tell us a little bit about the original Blind Shell Classic. Okay, so maybe just uh, start with a short uh, presentation. Uh, I'm Philip, and I'm the sales manager in here in Blind Shell. And together with me, we have Christina, who is responsible for marketing and PR activities. And uh, we launched the original Classic. Uh, today, we call it Classic 1 to distinguish between the two models. So the Classic 1 was launched in 2018 and uh, was on the has been on the market for three years now. Yeah. Uh, it was a very successful, it has been a very successful model. Uh, implementing many of our customers' wishes and suggestions, but uh, unfortunately we were uh, kind of uh, limited with the, with the hardware possibilities that the Classic One provided. And that was the main reason why we decided after these three years to launch a brand new model, Classic Two, which uh, is based on a very similar, let's say, let's say software part because uh, 
it's the um, the, the the user interface is uh, pretty much the same. But what is uh, very new is the is the completely rebuilt hardware, uh, which is 100% designed by us by our company, uh, and we we uh, cooperated uh, with the designer studio. And all, on the other hand, we were in very close such in relation with the Czech blind uh, organization here in Prague, the biggest uh, blind uh, association in the Czech Republic. And uh, thanks to these guys, uh, I, can, I can frankly say that we have developed uh, the best uh, mobile phone that is specially dedicated to the blind and visually impaired on the, on the current market. So uh, we yeah. really consulted every little inch, every little piece of that, of that hardware, uh, having the, the experience with the previous model. So we knew exactly what to focus on, what was the weak, what were the weak points of the previous device. And we really put our focus on these points, uh, make, it, uh, make it much, much better, the Classic 2. Well, that's brilliant straight away because I know that the original blind shell was quite a popular phone, so it's uh, it's great when there's the upgrades. Talk, talk to us a little bit about some of the the changes. So you mentioned the redesign, even the physical components, but maybe could we start with just even a, a bit of a physical description of some of the physical di differences with the blind shell classic two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can describe the main changes in the blind shell classic two, and it is as Philip already uh, as Philip already said, it is the the, the hardware, which is completely designed by us. It has great tactile keypad and it's really it, it's really brand new uh, design. It has also really, uh, really loud speaker, which was uh, uh, one of the weak parts of the older mo model. It has yeah. also long life battery and really great camera, which has 13 megapixels. It is a huge difference uh, from the first model. Uh, and from the software side, uh, you can finally use WhatsApp uh, in, on Blindshell Classic 2 and use Facebook Messenger. And there is also many assistive tools. And a huge difference is a Blindshell app catalog, which is something like, uh, you can imagine it like, a, uh, app store where you can uh, choose uh, new apps, uh, blind shell apps, and also third parties apps which you can add into the phone. So this is the, these are the biggest uh, differences between those two models. Excellent. Yeah, very good. And just when you talk about the the changes in the uh, the buttons on the phone, I know that the the keypad is is changed around a little bit to make sure that the the keypad buttons are are a little bit more tactile and and a bit more obvious. I suppose there there's a couple of other button changes as well, is there? So, for example, the the volume buttons or the programmable button that's available there. That's that's new to the blind shell too, is it? Yeah, there are. Uh... As, as we mentioned, the hardware is completely redesigned, and for the first time, we really uh, produced uh, a device which is dedicated to the blind and to the visually impaired users as a whole, as a whole product. Because up to up to now, all of our previous models were based on a ready-made hardware which was produced by a different producer, and yeah. we implemented only the software part. 
But uh, with the Classic 2, this has uh, changed because we produced the, the, the device as a whole, not only the software part, but the, the, also the hardware part, which is the main difference. So we really consulted every little piece on that phone. Every little detail was very carefully consulted with the, with the blind users uh, from the Czech organization of the visual impact and the blind. And uh, so uh, we discussed uh, the details like the, the shape of the buttons, the, the size of the buttons or the distance between the buttons and yeah. uh, or how much how much pressure the user has to has to has to press in order to really press the button. So the navigation buttons, they all have uh, different shapes, also different color for the for the visual impaired. We have uh, dedicated uh, volu uh, volume volume. Uh, dedicated uh, buttons for volume control and for voice mm. control, which is very popular. Uh, the dedicated button for voice control can also be used to easily access the the favorite menu. So uh, you can you can if you if you uh, use some apps or features very often, you no longer have to scroll down the menu and look it look it up uh, in the menu and submenu. You just put it into the favorite favorite menu, and you can access them very easily by just pressing a dedicated button. So, yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, the I yeah. would I would like to stress out the main three points that we were yeah, really please. focusing on. Yeah, where when transferring from the classic one to the classic two, having the experience about the weaknesses of the previous model. Uh, so we focused very much on the sound quality on the on the speaker which is now placed on the front side of the phone, directing towards the user, not on the back side as it was on the classic one. And yeah. the sound is much more, let's say, clear, bright, and the, the speaker is much, much stronger. So you can now use it as a Bluetooth speaker in a, in a smaller room and it's absolutely okay. The other thing uh, that we really focused on is the tactility, which has improved a lot. And the third uh, main point is the battery life. Uh, we now we are using a battery which is 3,000 milliampere hours, uh, which is compared to 1,800 1, milliampere hours in the classic one. So uh, we almost doubled the size of the of the battery life here and here in classic two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from the software point. I would I would just repeat what Christina mentioned about the app catalog, because uh, on Classic One we had a setup of uh, of uh, apps and features, and uh, we when a new feature or new app was implemented, a global update was issued, so all users using Blindshell around the world just downloaded that update and uh, had the new feature or the new app installed in their phone. Now we changed the philosophy a little bit. So now we created this app catalog. So we are no longer uh, pushing our users into having all of the all of the newly implemented apps and features in the in their phone, because all the newly implemented features and apps are are put into the app catalog for optional download. So it's up to the user if he or she wants to download the app and use it or not and just keep it keep it uh in the app catalog very good so this yeah. is the main main difference 
Excellent. Yeah, very good. We're actually already getting a couple of questions in. We might just ask uh, JP, um, what are some of the questions coming in? Uh, thank you, Jude. So we have two questions that have come in just, just a moment ago, Philip, um, that you might be able to help with there. One is regarding the, the keypad. Is it a numeric keypad or QWERTY keypad is asked by Aaron? Uh, the, the layout of the of the keypad remained the same, remained the same as on Classic One. So we have standard numeric uh, numeric keypad uh, numbers one one two three to to nine and to zero with the star key in the left left uh, bottom corner and the hash key on in the right bottom corner, and with letters uh, with a standard layout A B C on letters on uh, the number two. Uh, DEF on number three, etc., etc. Great, oh, th thanks a lot. And the second question is is regarding cost of the Blind Shell Classic Two. Um, so perhaps you could give us an indication, if you don't mind. Uh, yes, uh, the the price, the end user price, the recommended. Let's put it this way: the recommended retail price is four hundred and forty nine euro. Uh, uh, in in uh, in Ireland, you can of course purchase the phone uh, at the NCBI eShop. And uh, just to give you give you an idea, what's all included in the box, which because I think this is very important to mention. So, uh, apart from the mobile phone and the battery, you can also find of course the wall charger and the USB-C cable. Now we are using USB-C instead of micro USB on the classic classic one. And uh, another accessory that is included in the box is the charging cradle, uh, the, the lanyard, uh, earphones, and three NFC tags. Uh, we are now using uh, the NFC technology for object tagging instead of the QR codes that we used on the classic one. So I think it's much more comfortable for the user to tag objects with just uh, sticking the the NFC sticker to, to the object, and you no longer have to have to use the camera to find the QR code as it was before. You just place the the phone nearby the the sticker, and it uh, it will tell you the the message that is either recorded or typed as a description of the object. Brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks very good. That's very handy. Yeah, great. So Thank that's you. quite an interesting change as well. Just going to the NFC tags instead of the the uh, previous QR ones it does make it a little bit easier. Tell us a bit. Is there also um, beepers with the Blind Shell Classic Two? Yeah, Blind Shell beep. It's a it's a quite popular accessory. Uh, you can buy, you can uh, also purchase uh, this accessory, and it works yeah. like. Uh, uh, it helps you to find your belonging, belongings. You just uh, you just uh, pair the beeper with the phone. You can name it like uh, keys, and then you put the the beeper on on your keys. And when you if, when you want to find the keys, you 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 use uh, the phone, and the beeper starts uh, starts to to ring only by pressing the button on the phone. Brilliant, yeah. So that's like a little kind of physical tag. That, so for example, if yeah. I had a, a set of keys that I keep misplacing, I could put one of these physical tags on it and from my phone, 
I can Correct. make Correct. that physical it, it, tag make a, a noise or make a beep. Correct. It works like Bluetooth locator. Brilliant. Yeah, very good. That's a, a really handy uh, addition to it as well. Just I know we were talking before about possibly doing a couple of demonstrations that might not be so possible at the moment um, just because the, the issues connecting um, the, the video stream uh, to our live event. I don't know if there's ones that you you uh, would be happy to to demonstrate just audibly. Uh, well, we would love to, but we are now connected through the mobile phone as we had some difficulties, <laughs> difficulties to get get here. Yeah, so I'm not problem. sure if we can do it technically. Uh, I'm not sure if we can do it at the moment. No problem. No problem. That's fine. And uh, I'm sure we can we can re revisit the blind shell too anyway at some point in one of our future shows and give a couple of demonstrations, but it's good to get the features. Very yeah, good. We, we'd love to. We'd love to make it. Uh, just uh, we like the 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 technical uh, yes yeah background here at the moment to to get, get there to to demonstrate the video. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, yeah. And Jude, can I ask a question? Work away. Yeah. Um. You ask uh, Christina there. Um. Or uh, is it possible to watch YouTube videos on the Blind Shell uh, Classic Two? Yeah, of course it is possible. Uh, the YouTube is part of the uh, part of the apps and the phone, and you can watch wh whatever uh, on YouTube. It's, it's no problem. Okay, that was a question that came in from one of my service users. Thanks, thanks so much. Excellent, You're very good. And just in general, just one the, more, the internet one, one usage on we... the blind shell too. I'm sorry, I didn't get the question now. No problem. Just in general, just for for internet usage on the blind shell too. Is it possible to browse the internet on the blind shell too? Yeah, sure. There's a web browser included in the in the app, so you can you can browse the web. And uh, one more, yeah, we are now using screen screen reader, so um, uh, we are adding more and more uh, applications. So thanks to the screen screen reader screen reader. Sorry, it's quite difficult for me to pronounce this <laughs> word <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's the that's the one of the biggest difference between the classic one and classic two because uh, in classic one all of the apps uh, were implemented into the standard blind shell environment. They all look the same, and the user had hardly no any idea that he or she is using a, in real. He's using a screen uh, a, a third party application because because in the phone. All of the apps, uh, either you were you were using email client or Telegram or YouTube, it all had that white text on the black background or other other combination if if you like, but uh, you had no idea that you are in fact using a third party application. Yeah. Here on the Classic Two, we are using uh, the screen screen reader, so uh, we are. It's much more easy and uh, flexible. We are more flexible in, in adding new applications because uh, we are adding them into the app catalog the way they are. They are standard Android apps that are that are accessible thanks to the screen reader. But so uh, we are no longer using the blind shell design, blind shell environment for all of the apps that are available in the in yeah. the phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. So it's it's interesting just to hear some of those um, feature updates for the Blindshell Classic 2. Um, could I just ask before we finish up here, just 
what what would you feel are the um the key changes that will really make a big difference let's say somebody already has the blind shell phone and they're kind of open to to upgrading um what what do you feel is the is the key difference that might make a a key difference to somebody who's vision impaired one of these key differences is is definitely whatsapp because whatsapp was mm. the most requested apps and now yeah. it's in, in the phone and everyone who is uh, online who is connected to the internet can use the whatsapp so this is re uh, definitely one of the most uh, popular things which is now available in blind shell classic 2. excellent yeah, very as a second point, I would definitely mention the hardware as a whole. Mm. This is a very big step ahead, really. Uh, the quality of the hardware is much more, much more, let's say, solid, uh, stable, and the, mainly the sound coming out of it is um, way better than on the Classic One, and also the tactility. And uh, the third one, I would say the app catalog, or maybe the apps in general that we are now able to use much more apps and much more apps are to come also to be implemented for future. We are still, we still keep collecting uh, feedbacks and suggestions and tips from uh, our business partners and customers all over the world. So uh, many more apps will come very soon. Brilliant, the app yeah, very good. And we're looking forward to getting feedback from, from anybody who does have the blind shell too. Um, just on the, on those updates as well. We just have one more question that that's come in there as well, Judy. Uh, Philip, yeah. or um, Christina might be able to help it. Um, it is from R, and he's asking: Is reading and composing within an Outlook app possible in the Blind Shell too? I'm not sure if we got the question uh, correctly. Could you could you repeat that, please? Of course. So he's asking, Philip: Is is reading and composing within an Outlook app possible? So Outlook, the Outlook app, so your email client, is that possible? Is it possible to read? Uh, and at the moment, we, we don't have the Outlook uh, email, email uh, available. We have our own email client yes. application, which is the same as, as, was, as it was uh, in the classic one. And to be honest, we haven't, I, I'm not sure if we have received uh, a Request. suggestion on implementing yeah. an, an, uh, an Outlook as an email okay. client. Okay, okay, perhaps perhaps now. The other thing I'm just uh, asking, I want to let, let our, our listeners know is that the, the prices which, which I have now, I think uh, we had a query in earlier about pricing. Uh, the Blind Shell Classic is uh, being sold at the moment by NCBI. It's 273 euros, six cents, including BAT. And the Blind Shell Classic Lights, that's what the voice control, 221 euros, 40 cents. And the Blind Shell Classic 2, 400. It's 479.70, including VAT. The VAT is always, of course, is, is reclaimable. And if anyone wanted a demonstration, they can give us a call or email labs and we can set that up. Excellent. I suppose I have just a quick question extra, I suppose, and just following on from Oren's um, question about the Outlook app. I suppose, would the native blind shell um, to classic uh, email app uh, work with an outlook.com or a hotmail address yes yes it works with uh, all of the worldwide mainly used mm. uh, email providers oh so gmail and all those as well yeah yeah sure of course perfect brilliant very good well it's uh, certainly good to get the the overview of some of the the updates and upgrades to to the blind child classic 
And uh, if it's any way as popular as the the original Brownshell Classic, I'm sure it'll uh, it'll be well received indeed. So thank you very much for uh, taking us through those features, Philip and Christina. Good to have you with us on the show, and maybe we can get you back sometime next year as well. Definitely. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much for invitation and giving us the opportunity to talk a little bit about our newborn baby, as we call it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And we look forward to chatting to you in the future. And I'm sure we'll have some some good feedback as well from uh, service users who might uh, purchase the Blind Shell 2. Anybody who, who does have the Blind Shell Classic 2, if you want to let us know your feedback as well, uh, we always appreciate that. So. Uh, really good uh, upgrades there that were, were covered there. So our thanks to Philip and Christina, and uh, we look forward to hearing from, from them next year as well. Maybe I can just ask our, our panel here, our NCBI panel, just on the back of that discussion, any of the particular features that we covered there that you're particularly kind of looking forward to yourselves or that you, you feel are going to make a, a big difference? Yeah, um, I think... I think the hardware he was talking about um, will make a big difference because um, I've got some feedback already that the phone feels a lot better. The button buttons are more tactile. They seem sturdier. Um, one or two issues with the button sticking in the past. So I don't think, I think all them little issues are going to be ironed out and the hardware will make a big difference. Obviously WhatsApp is a major yeah. plus for people. Yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? Um, and, um, yeah, the, the quality of the speaker as well on, on the phone makes a big difference as well for people. So yeah, I think the, them couple of features, the, the physical um, features and, and the, the, just what uh, Christina uh, spoke about there. Yeah, brilliant. Very good. Yeah, just just based on some of the demonstrations I provided to some service users already, the two things I've noticed, Joe mentioned WhatsApp, that's that's going to be a deal break for some people who have the original blind shell and they were debating, well, well is, is it worthwhile upgrading? I think blind, blind shell has, has made the difference for them to upgrade. And the second thing is that people who have had uh, the, the blind shell classic, the original one, uh, they feel that it's definitely more robust in, in their hands, the blind shell too. Uh, it's it's more sturdy, so um, for that that for that that's the second reason. But, but I think blind shell though is, is a bit of a game changer for some people to be able to access. Yeah, you know, family, family or friends chat. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. One yeah. one yeah. one big improvement I found, lads, was um, you know, the fact that they've gone from the micro USB charger over to the USB C yeah, charger. Yeah. You know, so you have this reversible charger now. It, um, you're not liable, I suppose, to be damaging the either the tip of the charging cable or the port itself within the phone it's much more um you know it's much more modern and easy to use and easy fitting and all that so it's, it's very you know it's up there now i suppose with the with the mainstream smartphones from a charging point of view the battery being bigger as well like i know uh it's a, it's a kind of a, a bigger cake and you'll eat more of it but um you know the fact you have a, a larger battery means you're, you're getting longer time out of it but then as it was with the extra features on the phone, are you going to have it in your hand a little bit more and be using it? And you know, obviously, eating into that bat, eating into that long, longer battery life, you know, it's it's a, it's a probably a bit of a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, maybe for someone who just maybe wants to, you know, they might only get the odd WhatsApp message or something, or they're not going to be browsing too much on it. You know, the the increase in battery is going to be noticeable. But I suppose if somebody's maybe a moderate user. 
of what's happened are constantly in on it. They might notice any major yeah, kind of counterbalance it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and I think even just the, the feedback, just even about the simple things of the the um, the keypad layout and the shape of the buttons, the distance between the buttons and things like that can make mm. such a difference. Just sort of seemingly small changes if you're describing the yeah. the design yeah. difference, but it can make a big difference. Yeah, and it's, I suppose and I, you're dead right too. And I think that's probably often overlooked is how does it actually feel in your hand? You know, you have this, yeah. you have this um, device in your hand. It's going, it's going to feel very comfortable. I know from, you know, it's the first thing you notice when I took it out of the box for the first time, seeing it. You know, wow, you're saying right, okay, it's it's a slight bit heavier than the one, but like it feels solid and it's all there. Yeah, yeah. And and as well, then for anyone that's in the applications, like the fact that they have their own kind of app catalog or place you know i know it's not the play store but it you know there will be the guys there uh philip and christina they'll be adding in more apps as, as they can make them available for it as uh, as well so there's a future in it yeah absolutely so look forward to getting the the feedback from uh, service users with that as well for anybody who goes ahead and gets the blind shell classic too i think it'll be quite an interesting one to revisit as well next year just get some some more of the feedback so that was the blind shell classic too good to hear about some of those upgrades and some some quite powerful ones things that really could make quite a difference for for people as well so what we'll do now i think uh we've kind of rejigged the order of the the show a little bit today but let's go into our tech help next and uh, i think we've got a couple of questions actually came in this week uh, that maybe we can give a little bit of a hand for answering in our tech help section so um the first comes from aiden and it's actually to do with the blind shell phone funnily enough he seems to have accidentally gone into simplified mode and can't get out of it so what can you tell us about that jp yeah yeah so aiden has sent the queries he's only access to five menu items and anyone who's using the blind shell will know that there's uh, nine menu items in total that, that should that should display it if, if the user wants um now they're a little bit unsure as to what happened and uh, maybe in something inadvertently was disabled and it was and uh, there's they tried restarting their phone several times tried uh, taking out the battery uh, to no avail. So what happened was that they had inadvertently enabled simplified mode or easy mode. And that's where all the advanced functions of the phone are hidden. Uh, so only a, a very basic set of functions are available. And this could be handy for some people. So the functions available then will become call, messages, contacts, and missed events and turn off the phone. So um, missing will be things like applications and actually settings is is no longer displayed as well in simplified mode. So that's the question then how do we turn off uh, simplified mode when settings is no longer displayed? And to do that, sorry, maybe to go back a step, to enable uh, simplified mode uh, before we go on to disabling it, we can go into settings, go into phone menu mode, and then go to simplified mode or easy mode. That's how we can we can enable simplified mode. But then to disable it, what we need to do is to dial hash three times on the phone and call that number. So you're dialing hash three times and call pressing the call button that will then activate a uh, full mode again. Uh, one thing, yeah, it's very handy. One thing to note is that voice calling is automatically disabled in simplified simplified mode. So that's when we press long press either the volume keys on the blind shell classic uh, and that will activate uh, voice calling. So that won't work. However, voice dictation in text messaging is still going to work. Um, but simpl simplified mode is certainly a handy, very handy feature for someone who maybe wants to use their blind shell primarily for calling and texting and not much more, you know, keep keeping it very yeah. simple. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Simple, simple user interface. Yeah, 
and it is it's often the case that mm. it's kind of you get you enter into a, a mm. particular mode and it's actually getting out of it is the thing that you want to be <laughs> yeah. just sure of how you can do yeah, that so yeah, handy yeah. to have that yeah that, exactly uh, yeah, yeah. and actually yeah. that kind of ties in with the the second one of our uh, questions that came in because it's kind of a similar sort of thing. A second one comes in from Kevin, who usually uses the screen curtain on his phone, but at times he might need to to uh, show his phone screen to others. I guess things like the COVID cert, showing the COVID cert would be one of those sort of situations where you, you you need to show your phone screen. What's the quickest way to turn that off? Daniel, could we check in with you? Yes, um, yeah, Ke Kevin was on to us yesterday, so he had run into a little pickle where um, you know, he's a voiceover user on the iPhone and he, he'd um, screen curtain going. He's um, in a shop and I think he was just maybe trying to show an order number or something that had come through. Yeah. Um, you know, for picking up items. So, and, you know, went to show his phone to the, the store clerk behind the counter and, and, uh, the phone was black and he was unsure of how to take off the screen curtain. So, I suppose there's two ways of doing this. Um, you know, if you're if you're uh, good at doing the gestures on the phone, it's uh, the tips, uh, put three fingers, the tips of your three fingers, tap them off the surface of the phone three times. And that and VisoOver should announce then uh, screen curtain off. And obviously to turn it back on is the exact same procedure. So back out with uh, three finger tips again, tap the surface of the phone three times and your VisoOver will announce uh, screen, screen curtain back on for you. Now, if it's something that you, um, wanted to uh, wanted to do even a bit quicker and maybe the environment was quieter you could uh, ask Siri to turn off voice over it'll automatically turn off your uh, screen curtain as well it might be handy if you maybe wanted to give your phones to somebody just for a moment or two just to browse around an email or scroll up or down the screen uh, maybe mm. to locate the barcode or something that's on the screen and obviously when they hand, hand the phone back to you you can uh, invoke Siri again to turn back on voiceover and you're back into your old familiar system again uh, with, the, with the screen curtain back on automatically as well. So uh, two ways to uh, skin the one cat. Excellent. Yeah, very good. So that's uh, that's handy. And again, it's that, that same sort of situation, really. You get into a mode and you use that mode most regularly and then you kind of, you, you've used it for so long that you forget how to get out of it. So it's yeah. uh, handy to have a reminder of that. Exactly, exactly. Very good. So that's our tech help for this week. And uh, hopefully that's helped Aidan and, and Kevin out there with those two questions. So just to finish off our live event, uh, both for today and for this year, this season of our live events, um, we're ju we just want to take a little bit of time to go back through some of the, the highlights of the live events. And we've just asked some of our panel just to maybe take uh, one highlight each, just particular things that they enjoyed throughout the year um, and that might kind of bring, I suppose, bring back some of those pieces to our memory if there's any of them that you want to check out yourselves or if you've missed any uh, of our live events through the year. This were These were some of the ones that our panel found uh, quite interesting anyway. Maybe can we come to yourself first, Joe? Um, yes. What, what did you find? Um, was a, a particular favourite of yours through the year? Well, of course, Jude, any of the shows I was on was my favourite. <laughs> I knew it. And <laughs> you know what? You've set yourself up now. So that if the, if the next I'll thing that you to, say is one that I'll you were on, to, we know I'll that that's to, I'll true. Have pick, I'll have to pick one of them, <laughs> won't I? Um, yeah, so uh, I, 
I really enjoyed the um, HomePod Mini, the Apple HomePod Mini. Um, yes. It's new, well, relatively new, uh, sm- smart speaker to the, to the market, um, especially for Apple fans. So if you're in the uh, Apple ecosystem, it's a, it's, it's a great uh, smart speaker for you to connect to your iPhone, um, for especially for playing music because it sounds great. But one of the big pluses was you could make hands-free phone calls and send hands-free texts and WhatsApp messages on the speaker itself. And there's others, obviously loads of other things you can do with it, like connect to your smart home devices around your house, like light bulbs, heat systems, um, your smart Hoover, whatever, whatever you, uh, smart home devices you actually uh, have in your possession. So, um, yeah, yeah that was one of my that was one of my uh, highlights. Excellent. Yeah, very good. Maybe um, if we go on to uh, JP as well. What, what yeah. was your highlight yeah, th- of the year? Thanks for that, Jude. So yeah, my, my highlight actually goes all the way back to I think it was January. We had a live event, uh, and there were some obviously some great great guests we had on throughout the year. From you know Microsoft, we had you know CAI app developer on, yeah. even you know Na- yeah. NASA technician was it like you know lo- lo- lots of great guests on. I think for me though, it's an interesting one. Uh, perhaps the most topical one as well was was actually on cybersecurity and staying safe online. This is back in it was live event number twenty nine. It's back in January as I mentioned. And he wants to listen, have a listen to that one. And it happens we were also joined by Sean for from Heat the Team. <laughs> So it was an added bonus. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's it's an area. How could that, just, that not be somebody's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That, that just that just swings it, doesn't it? Like, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's an area everyone has been exposed to at some point in time, and will will be exposed to again. Be it you know your spam texts, calls, phishing emails. And it's all the more, I think, in lieu of COVID. Um, just I was actually having a look at some some kind of startling kind of figures there. Like last week, Grant Torrington produced a report saying that there's a 50% increase in online crime in Ireland since COVID started. With you know, cyber crime, it was costing it was 9.6 billion last year alone. Yeah. So that that's comparison. The last time they produced that report was 2014, and it cost 630 million. So you can see the the stark increase there. And it's, you know, pe- people are obviously more exposed to these attacks. Because you know, in, in lieu of COVID, there there are people are you know coming across by email, spam texts, and so on. And of course, we had an event then in May as a follow-on, um, where we had a look at the ransomware attack on the HSE's IT systems, um, that led to, as you know, the widespread disruption of patients or patient service and everything that happened there with that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, but oh, you forget all that's happened this year, don't you? Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're turning back to, back to the event in January. We had uh, Martin O'Sullivan. Uh, joining us, so he is a cybersecurity uh, analyst who works with IBM. He gave us some great advice about how we can you know, protect our digital footprint, stay safe online. So, for example, what we should do when we receive a suspicious call or a text, uh, choosing a safe password for your email, other accounts. But I think perhaps one, one of the most interesting kind of take homes I got from, from the interview. I think you were you were speaking with Mar- Martin for about a half hour or so. It was interesting, and he. Suggested checking out a website, which I did do after the show. It's it's have I been pawned, and that's P W N E D www.haveibeenpawned.com and this slides lets you enter your mobile address, all very safe, your mobile number or your email address to check whether 
your data has been uh, compromised, a data breach. A breach is where, you know, it's instant where you're, you've unintentionally exposed uh, your, your data to the public. So um, it's interesting. I'd say if anyone's tried it out, I've tried it out myself, uh, and it certainly um, gives you kind of food for thought um, if you it's want to try that. Eye opener, it. Isn't it? It's, it yeah. certainly is. Yeah, 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 it certainly is. So, um, and then what it does is if, if it does realize or recognize rather that, you're, that you've been involved in a data breach, then it gives you tips on how to protect yourself uh, from such breaches in the future and stay safe online. So yeah, so that 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 live event stood out for me and hopefully we can draw upon Martin's expertise and experience in that area in another show next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely worth revisiting that one because yeah. uh, I think the practical tips are just so good. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. How about yourself, Daniel? Hi there, I was just checking to see was I have I been pawned? <laughs> 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 so to do it really quick. Apparently, um, there, there is somebody, so, somebody somewhere got my number off of Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I tried. I did try it my 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 mobile number. I didn't didn't show any results, but I did try it with uh, my my personal address, and uh, I, it said that was involved in a data breach in 2018 with um, my fitness pal. So that's a, like a diet and exercise service, and yeah, it said that. Yeah. Did yeah, same for me. So it was exp it's exp exposed 144 million uh, unique email addresses, uh, IP addresses and passwords. And then the following year, the data uh, it was listed for sale on the dark web. And uh, so it's well, you have no idea this is happening like, but it, it's interesting. But then follow that's all followed by tips on how to better protect yourself and stay safe online. So uh, wow. worth checking out at that site. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even if to be honest, even having gone through that ourselves and kind of looked at the and, and been kind of involved in, in getting that presented on the live event and everything, it's well worth going back to mm. and revisiting yeah. again because yeah. you tend to, so many of the little mistakes that you make, you tend yeah. to make again. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. The dark web, that sounds terrible. The dark web. It? <laughs> it doesn't just, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Daniel, what was your highlight of the year? Um, I suppose we just recent when we had the guys over from Met Air and I thought um I thought it was a right bit of crack in a banter with uh, with Evelyn that day. Yeah. Um, I knew you'd I knew you'd say that, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> if Joe was gonna select one he was on, Daniel was definitely gonna select a weather one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And 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 I know like we did have a good discussion with the guys about their app and their podcast and everything, um, you know, and all the different uh, things that are available and how Met Aaron have worked to make their make their forecasts more more accessible and available. And um, but you know at the same time we had a good chat and a banter about every everyday weather things as well. So it was uh, the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, so yeah. for so yeah, for yeah. me, um, you know, Evelyn was very very funny. You know, well worth yeah. as was listening back on that one. Um, you know, even even just to put yourself in good mood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And the weather outside won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's a really timely reminder as well today uh, to be able to look back on. If if everybody isn't sick of the weather, <laughs> just look back and and uh, listen to that that uh, live event as well. That was a good one. I I thought that actually just just the variety of what was covered this year was probably a big highlight for me. I mean, even just in in the ones that you've chosen there. They're all so vastly different from each other, and yeah. that's kind of without even getting onto some of the. I mean, personally, I, I thought the the soundscape release was a brilliant one. I really enjoyed enjoyed yeah. that, and uh, because it was 
it's such a I suppose a, a game changer as well but to be able to actually be there right at the start of that and we've already spoken about that on the live event before it was actually released in Ireland as well so I really enjoyed that and being able to to see the difference that could make and 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 as well some of the interviews that we've had um Daniel mentioned Evelyn Cusack there um and and to be honest even able to have the likes of Glenn Gordon talking to us about the the kind of the formative years of Jaws I, I just find that really fascinating as well I really enjoyed some of the the interviews it was uh yeah something that that was I think there's been so much to talk about this year I think even when JP was mentioning there the HSE attacks uh and the the cyber attacks on HSE you'd nearly you'd nearly forget and it was only a few months ago that that those sort of things happened um so That's huge right. amounts oh, we'll, ne we'll never forget we're still getting those text messages from <laughs> somewhere <laughs> I think tells me my delivery has gone missing. Please enter on this link. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are people pretending they're the bank and it goes into my bank thread of messages and then they're the ones that really fool people, I think, you know. So yeah, yeah. be careful if you get something from one of the big banks yeah. and it goes into your thread of messages. It's it generally travel check it before you enter any link yeah. on yeah. that. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, I think as well as um Jude like the fact that 2020 and 2021 like they're you know nearly the twin years and it feels like it was just one gigantic long year yeah it does and yeah like there has been so much so much covered because we were all uh you know we're all kind of pulled into this new way of, of um de delivering content and reaching out to our service users and you know meet try, trying to meet um with our service users through through different channels um you know and it, it has been fantastic the amount of stuff that we got that we got together here on on the live event over over the last well, it's nearly two years now at this stage um you know has, has been been fantastic and it's hard to believe here we are at the end of year two of it yeah it's incredible two two full seasons of live events 60 different events so many different subjects so many different interviews with people who are really at the cutting edge of the the industry as well so it's yeah, it's been an incredible two years, and and of course, even just the the input from the NCBI Labs team, it's been great to to get such varied input throughout the the NCBI Labs team. Um, I think there's been a few reluctant stars of the of the Labs team, um, ones who maybe weren't too overly keen on coming to to a a, a live kind of a, a podcast situation, yeah. um, and yet they shone completely. So that was that was great as well through the year discovering a few a few new NCBI lab stars so that was great very good well that just about wraps up our live event for today and for our second season um just before we go and we'll we'll just mention a couple of changes in a second to some of our live events that are coming up but just before we go we'll uh, mention our support lines um so just a reminder again that if you need technology assistance you can get support from the labs team from nine to five monday to friday on 1800-911-110 or you can email labs at ncbi.ie or if you want to avail of wider ncbi services you can call 1850 3343 or email info at ncbi.ie and of course we always appreciate your support of ncbi if you'd like to make a donation to help support our services, you can do that through donate.ncbi.ie. 
So just finally, before we go, um, we'll mention a couple of the things that we're going to be talking about in, in future live events. We are going to be talking about World Braille Day, which is coming up in January. We're going to be talking about the Smart Hub. The NCBI Smart Hub project is, is nearing its conclusion, so we'll get an update on that. We're going to be talking about ad blockers, whether they're worth using, how to get the most out of those. And uh, they're just some of the subjects that we've got lined up. We're also going to have a number of trainer reviews coming up. We're going to have a few different uh, big debates coming up uh, next year as well in our in our show. One of the biggest things that's going to change is we're going to be um, just changing the format a little bit, I suppose, of our show. We're going to be uh, also given a, a new name. So we're going to be, instead of just the NCBI Labs live event, we're going to be talking technology with NCBI Labs uh, from next year. So just a reminder that our next live event is Tuesday, January 4th at 2.30pm. That'll be a little bit of a standalone event in that it's World Braille Day that day. So we're going to kind of hand over the, the live event really to cover a lot of information on World Braille Day. And then we'll be starting off with that kind of new format of talking technology with NCBI Labs uh, on our following show. If you want to stay up to date with what's happening on our live events on our podcast as well, uh, then please do subscribe to our newsletter on our website. There's plenty more in that as well, of course. Uh, or you can email us at labs at ncbi.ie if you'd like to do that. So all that's left for me to do is to thank our guests today, Philip and Christina. And of course, thanks to uh, Joel Lonergan, our regular guest. Uh, and thanks to all of our guests throughout this year. Thanks to you, our, our uh, listeners as well, throughout the year for, for supporting NCBI Labs, the live events here. And uh, from Daniel, JP and myself, goodbye for now. And we look forward to having you back with us next year for another NCBI Labs live event.